All right, thank you for tuning in. Everyone who's watching this program, you're watching Your Journey. And I'm here with a special guest. Uh, she's an actress, for sure, a great actress, upcoming actress. Her name is Kanisha Green. Kanisha Green, I think I'm pronouncing it right. And so I'm going to give her an opportunity, opportunity to, for her to explain herself about uh, why she got into the acting business and a little bit about her background. So, uh, Ms. Uh, Kanisha Green, would you like to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Kanisha Green. So, the I is silent. Um, I currently live in Brooklyn, New York. And I moved here about five years ago to pursue the arts because I was going back and forth from Pennsylvania to New York to you know, pursue my dreams. And it was a little bit uh, difficult. So I decided to just, you know, leap of fate. And I just said, forget it. I'm coming to New York. That's a, that's a wrap. So, but I really started getting into acting. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was uh, younger. Like all kids almost don't know what they want to do. We just play around and just be creative. So I would do a lot of plays in high school, right in high school, shout out to Redden High School. Hey, so I did a lot of plays. Um, and when I was younger, going back, like 14, 15, I used to watch a lot of soap operas with my mom. My mom's Jamaican. Shout out to you, mommy. And I would sit and watch with her. And I would always watch how people, it was so dramatic. It was just so, the facial expressions and the camera zooming in and that pause and all that stuff always intrigued me. And I never knew later on in life that that's something I wanted to do. So it's kind of like foreshadowing for me at the time. So that was around 14, 15. And then uh, my last year in high school, I really went in. I, I started doing plays in high school. I went to California to participate in an acting competition. I did win best monologue for my division in New Jersey. And um, fast forward, then I went to college and I majored in acting and directing at the Seals University. And that's kind of where it really started. Like my love really started for the theater and then it transitioned into film yeah oh man that's amazing so tell me something um are there any actors or actress that inspired you um you know to for your on your passion that you look up to they do i do have a few actors and actresses um i love uh, Viola Davis. I love her to the moon and back. Um, I want to be just like her when I grow up. Um, I also love Denzel Washington. You know, he, he came, he had a long career. He's been acting from, he was so young and his story is so inspiring. And he has definitely um, inspired me. I also love uh, Chadwick. I like this between a mixture of men and women. I love Chadwick Boseman. I love his, um, how um, multi-talented he is, multifaceted he is, um, very versatile. You know, I love actors who are like that. I love Kerry Washington. Um, there's so many of them out there that I really look up to. Um, Octavia Spencer is another one. Lupita. There's so many of them. It's just too hard to really go down the list of the ones I look up to. But I love my Black actors. I love them. And I love Hugh Jackman as well. Like, he's so amazing. He's like the best. Uh, there's, so, there's a lot of them. I can go on and on and on. But yes, there's a lot of actors that I, that I mirror. And I'm like, yes, that's who I, I want her career, damn it. So. 
Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, uh, I like the way you do your career. You know, and you did some acting, um, acting scenes and acting reels, and I think you're amazing. Uh, I mean, I love how you how you did these commercials. The commercials, I just um, love them. I'm gonna try to show. Well, I'm not gonna try to show. I'm gonna go ahead and try to show a clip of your um, commercial. And okay. um, I want you to, if you want to, I'm gonna share the screen. And uh, if you want to, I want you to be able to tell, like, how you got some of the roles mm-hmm. on the commercial. Sure. And hold on, I'm going to get ready to uh, screen share it. So hold on real quick so everybody be able to see. All um, right. All right, hold on. Um, I'm going to go screen share right here. You be able to hear it, too, as well, and see it. So here we go. Screen share. And let me know if you hear it and see it. I can see it. Excuse me, you said my car will be ready by three? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said in three. In three what? In three hours? <laughs> hours. We've got a lot of cars here, and I don't know if you noticed, but most of them are broken. You think that doesn't take time? So then what was three? Three days, miss. I think I'm better than everyone else. Three days. Tired of dealing with dummies? Discover the smart way to service at Route 22 Toyota's new service center. Three days. What's the smart way to trade? Well, at Westchester and Fordham Toyota, we handle things differently. You'll always get up to 3500 or more for any car you can push, pull, or tow. Wow. Plus, we include you in the entire evaluation because nobody knows your car better than you. That is smart. And with the smart way to trade, our offer's based on leading sites. So I am protected? 110%. $3,500, but I have to buy from you, right? No, we'll buy your car whether you buy from us or not. The smart way to buy protects you 110%. It's not easy being a parent. Some days are more difficult than others. And every now and then, we all need a little help. Someone to lean on when times get tough. Someone to guide us through moments of uncertainty and doubt. And that's when we come in. At the Ronald McDonald House of Delaware, you'd be surprised just how far a warm meal, a place to stay, and some good company can go. At this house, we know that for every down, there's an up. There's hope. And it's during these moments, we keep families right where they need to be. Together. All right, there you have it. So I want you to tell people a little bit about the commercials and how you got the roles, because I think you was great in them. All right, well, thank you. Um, the first commercial that showed was Better Help commercial. It's for a digital 
counseling, people who seek therapy. It's an app on your phone. You can download that. Um, I got that. First off, I'm independent in a way. I do have uh, management and I do have an agency, but I still have to put in the work. Actors still have to put in the work because sometimes the agency or the management won't show up. So you still have to go 110% for yourself. So I uh, submit myself all the time on the acting websites back, uh, backstage, Actors Access or uh, Casting Network. But I found that particular commercial on backstage. So I went to audition. I had to go to work. I showed up at like 5.30. I had to be at work at 7. And there was like a long line. So I had to tell everyone like, oh my God, please, I beg you. Let me just jump in front of you. I got to go to work. They were so gracious to let me jump in front of them. So um, I'm inside the studio and you have to cry. They want to see a crier. And I was like, all right, another role where I have to cry. And I'm not sure what's going on, but I've been getting a lot of roles or auditions where I have to cry. They're trying to make me a, me a box of being a crier, but it's okay. So um, I went in and I cried. Like I've learned how to cry on spot or on cue. So, but I, there was some traumatic stuff that had happened. I had lost a very close friend. So that was still sitting with me and that, and it's hard for me to say it sometimes, but I, I had to use that experience to, to drive that performance. And I cried my heart out and the guy was just like, thank you. And I left, went to work, and then I got the email, and he's like, without a doubt, it was yours. And that's how I got that um, that audition, that commercial. So, yeah. Okay. The second I, one. I'm going to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question real Go quick? Ahead. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Um, okay. Go ahead. You have to cry on all the auditions? Not all of them, but lately, <clears throat> all of last year, I've been getting a whole <clears throat> lot of crying auditions, and I've been booking them. Because I, I know how to cry. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? What, what energy do you channel to cry? That's what I want to ask. All right. So it's it's a personal um, uh, experience or it's a personal part of my life. And I don't have a, heart, uh, a problem sharing. So in 2018, I lost a very close friend of mine. Um, it's a brain aneurysm. It, he fell out. And the way how it happened was so unexpected. You know, it's difficult when you lose someone, when you, are, when you least expect it as opposed to when they're dying from an illness. So you have time to accept it. So because of that, that has stuck with me from last year until even now, it's still hard to shake it. So that has always been a driving force to influence my, um, my auditions when I have to be vulnerable, when I have to cry, when I have to be sad. And um, I can go further back. As actors, it's a method. So you have to continue channeling yourself and your, your memories and going back to some dark places. It may be uncomfortable, but this is what being an actor is really all about. All right. Where I yeah. All right. Thank you. I mean, cut you up. But yeah, I appreciate it. I just want to, I was just curious as a person, I was just curious to really know what actors uh, do uh, sure. to, to get their performance. Cause I know, I think that's what makes Denzel such a great actor because he make it seem so real. And mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, no, one of very few actors that can do it. Him and Tom Hanks that make you feel like you're in the movie. Okay, mm -hmm. that's offset. Okay, now you can go and explain about the rest of the commercials that you did. Um, yeah, the other commercials I just sent in a video audition. Um, and he liked me. The the cast and director liked me. The director liked me. It was a funny. Both commercials were funny. Um, I like to say I'm I'm borderline comedic actress as well. Borderline. I'm not. Not like no stand-up 
comedian or anything like that, but um, I know how to do a little bit of um, funny things here and there. So they liked my audition then. The last audition, um, it was also another um, video audition. A lot of today, everyone is asking for video submissions and record yourself and send it in. You have to make sure you do a really good job in your video auditions. And that's basically what I did. Um, yeah, all of my auditions, the rest of them were through casting directors and or video submissions. Oh, wow. Um, is that a, now the one with the, uh, what you did with the puppet, the one you did with the, oh man, that was, I like that. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of people like that commercial. I, you know, I was hesitant to put it up at first. I don't know why. I was just like, uh, I don't know. My shirt was like this and my hair. And I was like, you know, forget it. I love the commercial. And I ended up putting it up as a throwback Thursday. And I got so many responses from my queer actors, uh, family, friends. And I was just like, wow, people are really taken to this. They're gravitating to it. So I was grateful for that. Yeah. The reason I think a lot of people gravitate, I know why I like it, because it reminds you of Sesame Street. And so when you see stuff like that, that you hardly see anymore, people, you, it pulls you in, brings you back to childhood. But it's like, it's like it's like a commercial that's for everybody. Even if you don't know what the commercial is, you just like the that type of mm-hmm. interaction with a, a human and a puppy. Yeah. Something you don't see hardly anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that was great. And I mean, I really think you did great in all those scenes. That was that was very yeah. um touching. You know, as I didn't yeah. man, when I saw it, I said, Man, I had to interview this young lady. Um because she's an upcoming star, and, and I was very thankful, and I'm very grateful that you allowed me to talk to you, and I'm, I'm glad that you're independent, because a lot of people, we got big ages, oh, you got to talk to my agent, you got to go through this, you got to go through that, you know, when you get to a certain uh, level in acting in Hollywood, you just can't reach people directly, and so I am very, I've been very thankful to reach out to people um, at, at level. Uh, when you more, when you're independent, to me, I see you more as a um, I'll see you more authentic. I mean, you saw some business like, but you also what people call down to earth. You know, people connect when, when you do that. Like, like we talking, you know, it is it, bring your bring your audience and people who follow you. You know, uh, to see you more real. You know, what I'm saying, so to speak, don't see you just a a puppet. <laughs> no, as you do in Hollywood now. Yes, and your experience um, as an actress and a woman of color. Um, what obstacles um, do you think that um, women go through in order to make it in a thrive? As a woman of color, and this has been a, a very popular conversation and a very popular debate. As we all know, Hollywood is not friendly or too accepting to people of color, and we have to fight twice as hard. Now, what I've experienced, I've experienced do get in certain opportunities and being so close to the finish line. And then I have to, and in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's a white production and I'm, I'm this, I'm so close, but then I don't get it. I don't get it. And it was, it was, uh, sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it was like, well, why was I here in the first place? If you knew, I was the only black person to it. It didn't make any sense. I was like, am I being played? But at the same time, I took it gracefully and I accept the rejection because I'm very good at taking rejection. Like y'all have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so it just sets me up to be greater for the next um, project or the next whatever that's coming in. 
into my life. But there's not enough roles. And I think I can speak for a lot of um, Black actors and actresses when, I, when we say there's not enough roles out there for us. And that's why so many independent filmmakers and actors are going independent. And filmmakers are trying to make a path in a way for Black actors to get, to get something. And when we can't book something, we have to create what we, what we want. We have to create our own dream. You know, a show that I'm on currently uh, called Situation Shifts is playing on BET right now, and I play Gabrielle. The creator, um, um, oh my God, Scylla Sinai, she created her dream because from her words, it was very hard for her to get roles as a Black woman. Me, currently, I write. I'm writing my own scripts because I want to create my own thing because I don't feel there's enough out there for me. That's also sometimes can be discouraging. You're looking. You're kind of freezing up a little bit. If there's someone that looks like me, oh, how about now? Okay, you got it. Okay. All right. So in terms of representation, there's a lot of agencies out there. However, if there's if they have too many of me, or one of me, I should say, when I say too many, I mean like one or two of me. They cannot have like five or six they have to have like one token black person in their in their on their roster but if you look at it there's several white women and there's several white men but they can only have a certain amount of black people black women black men and that kills me because i've i've um submitted myself to several agencies and they're like we're sorry to inform you but we already have your look what does that mean you have my look no one has my look I don't look like this black girl and she doesn't look like me. She's her own person. She's as talented and as beautiful as any other black woman out there doing this. What do you mean she has my look? That is so weird. But these 15 white women that you just took on, don't they look like all these 50 other white women that you represent? So that's always been a challenge when someone tells you we already have your look, AKA we already have one black person. So try another agency. So that's always been a challenge. And there's not enough for us. There's not enough Black stories to tell for us as well. So it's, it's always a fight. It's a constant fight. And that's why I encourage people to create their own art, to create their own um, projects and their own stories. So that's my personal experience. I can't speak for everyone, but that's just my experience. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, um, I, I believe you. I really do. Remind me of um like someone in Hollywood, excuse me. <clears throat> I know we heard of Monique situation. And uh, you know, Monique Monique uh Monique says, and I believe her, that you know, like if you look at some of the the upscale um black actors, um, a lot of them in her, you know, some of them, they ain't gonna say now you know who they are, you know, they uh they do what they have to do. No, the talking about the black men, which is you know, some people may say kind of sell out to a certain image uh, mm-hmm. to get certain height in Hollywood. And I think Monique is very real. I think she's very outspoken. Um, do you agree with someone? You don't have to be, you know, say anything specifically what you agree on, but do you agree what Monique says about Hollywood? What part per- specifically because i know she was uh she had an issue with netflix okay no not not netflix issue that's kind of that's kind of complicated what she say when they when some people like like roles for like women like kind of like the help type of role or i'm on drugs type of role or a ratchet black woman type of uh parts 
you know, for women, black women to play in order to get a role? Um, that's the sad part. Um, I do agree with her that those are the type of roles that set up for us. And it's, it's so sad and don't get me wrong. You know, if it's not for those actors, um, showcasing their talent to us and uh, also inspiring us, but at the same time, we kind of have to break that barrier. We have to break that stereotype. And I am so thankful to these Academy Award black actors that have won. But when I look at it deeper, I love Lupita. I love you, girl. But sometimes you're winning awards for playing a slave, playing a thug, playing someone that, and I don't have an issue with LGBTQ. I love, I love everyone, you know, but sometimes, you know, playing certain images, like you said, Kevin Hart in a dress or male on male. Those are the type of things that get recognized. Unfortunately, we never have a heroic, we never have a king, we never have a queen that can get recognized. And that's who we are. We're kings and queens. But we don't have those stories that showcase that type of image and win in the awards as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I'm hoping we're going to break through with that now that we have Black Panther. Um, that's why I look up to Chadwick Boseman. I, I really love his work. Um, his body of work is, is excellent. I'm hoping with Black Panther, we are now going to break that stereotype and break that barrier and now having good stories. Like he played Marshall, um, Thurgood Marshall. That was such a beautiful story. I want to see more of that, you know? So I think, I think Hollywood is getting it and we're having a, a shift. It's a slow shift, but we're having a shift. I agree. Uh, I was curious about that too. One concern I do have about that, I'll, you, you must read my mind about Black Parents because I was finna answer you the question about Black Parents. I really was. I'm a Marvel fan, and I, and I think and I like Black Parents, and I think Stan Lee, when he did Marvel, I think I don't think Stan Lee was racist. I don't think he played a lot of political stuff and used certain things to to explain the things that humans go through using the comments that he created. Now, a problem I'm I'm kind of curious about, even though that they are shift, they do see it as a market for black people. I mean, it always been one, but I think it's just stereotype in America. Um, the problem is I'm, I'm concerned about is to who's banking off the talent. Are we going to be extorted and pimped? Cause they know we can and sign actors just to make for the money part, just for the money part only. Or do you really think they're going to have real respect or you think it's just mostly be just based on money. But I'm wondering like, like even for black people who have their own productions and everything, like you do, you're independent. The thing about it is, like when it comes to distribution and stuff, the people who want distributors, you know, they go based off of if it fits their narratives. Because you understand when it comes to advertisements and stuff, um, advertisers kind of pay uh, for certain things, uh, and if it's not holding the narratives, I'm just curious what it what what type of films is going to be put out there? Is it something that black people will have to do on their own and put a stream online so they get the money or are they going to have to continue to produce independently? But you know, it all depends who wants to allow it to be played because it still is a regulation on based on what they want the audience to see. And they I'm pretty sure you'll look at so now we can't like to do the music industry. Like a lot of independent artists, they know they have to work hard to get out there because no, unless you doing some type of buffoonery, they're not going to put it out there. Unless, you know what I'm saying? So even though they do make good content, good content, what is, it's like, what I'm asking basically is black people wake up and, you know, to a certain extent say, you know what, I want to do my own, have my own 
you know, like um, station or maybe movie theaters or something that we can eventually set up where we can make the money and not being, uh, no used, but you know, for our talents and gifts that we eating at the bottom. Well, um, I will say this: black people, I love everything black. Like Issa Rae said, we for everything black, everybody black. We spend the most money on everything you can think of. Hip hop, uh, the film industry, majority of the demographics are black people spending money, products. As they say, the black dollar is like $1.3 trillion that's being spent by black folks. I imagine if we can redirect that money and make something even greater from that. I think that when Hollywood starts to see how powerful we are and how we support the film and music and this and that, and there's a demand for more black whatever, whether it be film or movie or anything like that, they're gonna, and it's sad to say, it's, it's gonna always come back down to money. It's sad to say that. It's gonna always come back down to money. But if they wanna always keep that mindset, it don't matter because we can still build, we can still create and, and, and showcase and put that out there for people to see and still have more black projects, more black uh, uh, movies and things like that. Unfortunately, white people are gonna, or the Hollywood folks are gonna try to bank off of that. But as long as we can try to um, perpetuate something good in the meantime, that may eventually turn into something good. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for really building our own stuff. I really want us to have our own studios. You know, Tyler Perry has a studio, but we really need to have more, not just one, not just two. We need several, several, so we can have enough, enough push and power to have more films for Black people, more films and more roles for Black actors and Black actresses and Black actors, you know? So that's, that's what I think. I think the more we continue to create, the more they'll they'll pay attention and see, oh, this is what they want. This is what people are looking for. Like Issa Rae, she had to create her own thing. She had Awkward Black Girl, now she had Insecure. People noticed, HBO noticed Awkward Black Girl. And thus, um, Insecure was born. That's yeah, I, I, I agree. <clears throat> like I said, I don't, think, I don't think anybody doubt the power of, of, of Black people in the business. I had no doubt. We are the part of most influential people when it comes to money anyway and what we do. People watching us, they always watching us. They've been watching us for a long time. But I like you. I was I was happy that you was you said you want to create your own thing. That's why I was that's why I was getting it. You know, the ability to create your own thing. I don't mind nobody making money, but you know what I'm saying? Uh I just want I just don't want to be, you know, I won't be like people be able to own own a playground too, like T I said. You know, people wanna run it, let you play on the playground, but don't want you own a playground. <laughs> or T I yeah. made a statement. So I want I want black people to be able to own some playgrounds. So we won't have to continue right. to you know because because long as we have to depend on on their approval, well I think the black people I think black people in today's society the reason why we got watered down because we had no real identity of who we are or what we are and we want people someone else's approval. Unfortunately, in this strange society, when a black person gets the approval of a white man or a white man behind them, they're more accepted than because like you know it's just something about the respect how we. You know, it's kind of some passed on for a long time. You know, you know what I'm saying? That that black mm-hmm. people just lack the the unity they need because no, I don't I know. I agree with that. 
I think has something with no identity and less self, low self-esteem. So if you look at other people who come in, like the Hispanics and stuff, and the reason that they are, are a threat because they come in with, they have a belief, they have a background, have a tradition, and they're not mm-hmm. selling out mm-hmm. to, to their culture. Mm-hmm. They empower their culture, embrace mm-hmm. their culture, and they make it flourish. Well, we, I agree. most black people don't have a, a real identity culture that's been taken away from us. So we have to uh, fabricate it, so to speak. And so there's a certain type of fabrication. You got the hip hop, which has been watered down. And a lot of the things, the women's want to twerk. Our women's are very beautiful. We got a lot of very beautiful black women. You're one of them. <sighs> but unfortunately, they more concerned about their looks than anything and have became kind of conceited. And, and all the twerking and stuff, they didn't want to know why I can't find a good man. And I say, man, I tell black women. But you know what, though? And I, I hear I'm not mad saying. at them, but I'm just saying. Right. When men right. just and see certain things, they you're not gonna get the respect that you're really looking for. Right. Means a man. I agree with that, but at the same time, it's like I have to ask myself, why do some women go underneath the knife? You know, what are they? And I, I all, I really truly believe it's deeper than just, oh, I'm not happy with how small my butt is. Me personally, I'm not happy with how small my butt is. No, I'm okay with my butt. I love my body. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm just speaking for like if someone else, but. I think it's deeper than that low self-esteem. It's really about acceptance. You know, it's really about pleasing the man. And it's sad to say, but, um, and I'm not I, speaking out against brothers or anything like that, because there's a lot like you. So there's right. a lot of us I, that, a lot of you guys that are really for I, our queens and our sisters. I think, I think low self-esteem has a part of, because when I say low self-esteem, is saying, what I'm saying is you don't have enough, um, um, self-love or confidence in yourself you need somebody to pat you on the back <clears throat> say you're doing well to feel important that's what i mean mm-hmm. and where mm-hmm. if it's looks um unfortunately looks that's more than a person look nobody's really looking and say hey man i like you because you're so intelligent you know um there's something outward outward that people identify with just clothes a certain name brand and and I was thinking about, you know, this this is uh between this is what I'm gonna share. Um like for instance, most black people, including myself, my last name is a slave master last name. And because when black people had a name back in time, they didn't have a last name, they just had a first name, so they took their slave owner, a former slave owner, last name. And I was just wondering how 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 so how so in love <clears throat> we are with the a name that's not ours, like a last name. Oh, the son's so last name. Then we got Tommy Hilfiger, and then we got Jabot. Then we got um, people who uh, Gucci. We are so in love with the name, name brands, or name you've been branded. We're so in love with that. We need those those things to make us feel good, and we spend a lot of money on it. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, it don't really cost that much to make clothes, but that's been two or three hundred dollars on clothes make yourself feel good and be broke to to have something make them feel self-value and worth you know and um i think it's sad and and then we have a woman such as yourself who know her self-value and worth then you start thinking they they bougie or something no i'm stuck up well <laughs> if men want to think that i'm bougie keep talking i'm thinking some water keep talking <laughs> I can't wait until you get back. <coughs> I done made him cough up, y'all. 
Let's wait until Lamar gets back. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, he could have kept talking because they can't see me anyway. Okay. Oh, they, can't, they can't see you at all? Yeah, they can. I'm just thinking they can see it. <laughs> okay. Um, they can see me when I talk. But when you talk, they see you. Oh, okay, okay. But um, so in I'm, to your question, <clears throat> honestly, I'm not worried about the men that we may think that I'm stuck up or anything like that. That's that's mostly a reflection of them and how they feel. And how, if they're threatened, that's just that's too much energy to put into needing a man to feel comfortable because of who I am. I don't got that kind of time. So that's on him to worry about. And the men that accept me for all of me and all of my being, kudos to you and I appreciate you and let's just keep this ball rolling. That's it. Yeah, I know that. <clears throat> but all I'm saying is, no, throw got your take. But what I said was that uh, when you have confidence, people think you can see sometimes. <clears throat> like you, you know your self value. <clears throat> you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna chase a man down for his money, or his looks, or his muscles. Oh, you're asking me if I'm gonna chase him down for for that? Those <clears throat> yeah, I'm saying you wouldn't. No, I'm not well. interested in someone that is more so so. Um, I know, I, I guess materialistic or. Um, vain, you know, about vanity. I, I can't, like I was saying, it's just too much energy. And I'm a grown woman now, and I've already been through that in my teenage years, in my early 20s. Um, you know, going after the men who are all, how great they look, how sexy they look, how their face were so handsome, and what they stood for. Like, I'm so past that. I'm so past that. So I guess I'm on a different type of vibration. Exactly. I know you are. <clears throat> that's why I come out. That's how I found you looking at something. <laughs> Real. Yeah. Hey. I, I do <clears throat> pray that those men will mm. realize their priorities and see what's what's important, you know. Yeah. Sorry that's for coughing. No, it's okay. I do that to men sometimes. It's all good. <clears throat> you throw God John and start coughing. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so like, okay. So I was like, okay. keep on talking. Because because <clears throat> yeah. when you talk, the screen is all on you. When oh, I talk, okay. it flips back to Ice me. Cream. Oh, yeah, you got it going on. Don't stand up. You already stood up one time. I'm going to drop my microphone. But, yeah, so. <clears throat> well, that's good. So we got that part out. We got the hard part out. That ain't the hard part, but that was a, that was a very um, important part that we talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to acting in Hollywood for people of color. And um, <clears throat> you pretty much put it out there, though, too. And, um, so, what are you, what projects are you working on right now? You working on any other projects? Um, currently, I am working on a well. The play already happened. It happened. It, it showcased in um, no, November, November, and then again in December. So it was very popular. It's called "Will I Ever Get Married?" I know it sounds like a Tyler Perry play, but uh, it, it's inspired by Tyler Perry events. But um, that's the next project coming up. We're revamping it. We're bringing it back to the stage, back by popular, uh, black by popular demand. So we're going to be in Maryland in, um, I believe, May. Um, 
currently I'm out auditioning, um, doing things that, you know, I got to feed my creative energy and my creative juices. Um, the last project that I was on is I played Gabrielle on Situationships. That's currently showcasing on BET.com right now. So if anyone want to go ahead and check that out, just go to BET.com and type in Situationships with an S. And I currently have a project called Brawlers where I was given the opportunity to play Belinda Ali, which is Muhammad Ali's wife. It's about Chuck Webner. It's about his life. But then they also um, highlight the Muhammad Ali and Chuck Webner fight. So that was my moment in that movie as well. I was in theaters. I, w I had the um, the privilege of going to, to view it with my fellow castmates and other people. And it was great. I believe it had good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it had 70 or 80 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But now I believe it's on Amazon Prime. And yeah, just going out there and auditioning like any other working actor is. So. Yeah, because I'm looking, I'm looking very forward to some of your other projects. Keep me posted on your new mm -hmm. stuff. Definitely will. Definitely will. <laughs> so other than that, I will share all your social media links. Um, face, yes. yeah, Facebook. I do. <clears throat> I'm learning to utilize all things social media because I act like I live under a rock sometimes. So on my social media on Instagram, I am Miss Green underscore. M-S-G-R-E-E-N, without the E, green like a color, so M-S-G-R-E-E-N underscore 819. That is um, Instagram. The 819 is my birthday for anybody that want to send me a birthday present in August 19, but that's up to you guys, hey. And then my Facebook is Kenesha Green. -E I'll send you one. <laughs> I was just kidding. I was just joking. Uh, K-E-N-I-S-H-I-A-G-R-E-E-N is uh, Facebook. And those are the main two tools that I utilize as an actress. I am going to, uh, my website is um, under construction right now. That is um, going to be up and running really, really soon this year. And uh, what else? What else? My pictures and all that stuff, all my projects are going to go on my website. So if you guys do want to follow me and do want to follow my journey, I will definitely appreciate that. And you'll see what I'm up to. Of course, your journey. That's what I call it, your journey. So, yeah. Your journey. journey. Yes, I like it. That's why I named the show Your Journey. Because everybody have a story mm -hmm. to tell. You have a good journey. And I mm -hmm. think you have some... I mean, I really like this interview. I really do it. Because I will share all of your social media um, things on my YouTube channel. So people can go and look at it. Mm -hmm. Thank so, you. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm looking very forward to it. And I really enjoyed this interview. And uh, some other things I want to talk to you about in a little bit. After the interview, most definitely, mm -hmm. most definitely. Now we'll interview some more people, some more actors. I'll probably bring anybody on this platform because I will. Don't matter who you are, everybody who anybody who have a story to tell. I don't right. know if you saw my last right. video. Did you see the last video I did? I yes, you interviewed the first one. lady. I say that again. Yeah, it was the first one I did for this channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you gonna be number two. So man, listen, I'm so happy to have you on. Miss uh, Keisha Green, I'll be watching. I, huh? Oh yeah, Kanisha. Don't worry. A lot of people always mess up my name and say Keisha. You know what I mean? <coughs> I always book roles with that name Keisha. <clears throat> I always get roles by the name of Keisha. <clears throat> uh, I never uh, highlighted the um, my journey coming to New York as well. I guess I can. I want to touch base on that also. Um, Great. When I first. When I first moved to New York, like I said, it was a leap of fate. I had no money. 
I took a chance. I met a friend and I said I needed to move from Pennsylvania to New York and I made the move from there to Peekskill, New York. Now, mind you, I was so ignorant to New York culture that I'm thinking Peekskill is like Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx and the train, the five or the two train is right next to each other. Nope. I had to take the big old train to get to wherever I need to get to. So I moved to Peekskill and then I was working at a, um, a daycare for kids, for kids. And I love the babies, but Lord, was that job not for me. And I had to lie to get out of there. I said I was sick, so I can go on an audition in Manhattan. And that's when I was able to, to um, I ended up moving from upstate New York, coming down to um, uh, uh, Queens, because my aunt at the time lived in Queens. And then I started my actual journey and my first role coming to New York, three months into being in New York, was for a role, a character by the name of Keisha. So it was for South Brooklyn Television at the time, and it was gonna be on Bounce TV, all of the above. But you know, due to politics and things like that, it did not, um, fruition did not come to. And it's still in the works. They're actually trying to bring it back to life right now after a few years. And you know, people are actually gravitating to it and people are actually liking it. Because um, um, back in 2013, if you realize the type of um, independent films that were being produced in 2013 and the quality, that show was kind of ahead of its time in regards to web series, you know? So things fell apart, which is okay. Things happen, that's what the industry is all about, you know? But they were really ahead of its time and they were, they were gonna be a real, they were gonna be a movement. South Brooklyn TV, if it does come back, uh, if it really goes full force, I want you all to look out for that South uh, Brooklyn TV. And my other project that I was uh, given the opportunity to work on was also Money and Violence. And I played Janie. I played, um, you ever heard of Money and Violence, by the way? No, I ain't heard of it. No, no, ma'am. Okay. So it was another web series um, of its kind that did actually blow up. Uh, Jay-Z took him on and they, he put him on his um, streaming platform title. So they had season two on title and I was... Uh, gracious enough to have the opportunity to be on title in one of the episodes as well. I played uh, Jane, Janie besides uh, Rafe, who is the lead actor, director, and writer of the show. So I've had a, a lot of different experiences, and I'm just really looking forward to, to really going full force. And you're going you're gonna to see, and you're going to hear more about Kenesha Green, the girl from Jamaica, born and raised in Jamaica, and I left when I was 10 years old and now here so yes thank you i'm most definitely like i said thank you thank you for the opportunity thank you for this interview i've actually enjoyed this interview um you express yourself very well you spoken very well you touched on a lot of things that i didn't have to ask you because you already touched them before i could even ask you about the certain uh, topics I'm glad. I'm glad <clears throat> for real. that's why i like to do it generic i don't have i don't have a list of things I'm just write down Mm-hmm. And so you pretty much put it on out there, and then like all the media links and stuff. If people want to go see all y'all who watching want to see, um, have you know, uh, reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook. It will be in the below in the description box of this uh, YouTube program. So, yeah, Kanisha Green, I really thank you uh, for this opportunity to allow me to interview you and, and all the great information that you share about your life and your story and your your journey. So I want to thank you. And um, I really do. And I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this broadcast. And so, uh, man, I'll hope to see you soon doing more things. Definitely. 
Well, thank you so much for having me on your platform. I truly, truly appreciate it. Feel free to hit me up again. We can have another interview in the near future. You know, new projects and, and new stories and new journey. All of that yeah. will be happening. I just, so, I just, I just be happy just to be a friend. If you allow me to just be your friend. <laughs> no, I'm free. That's, be a friend. Yeah, I was just saying. Of course, you can be my friend. Now, I'll tell you, I'm talking friend. Because you got friends, you got, you just got, you got social media friends, then you got real friends. You know what I'm saying? Well, wh- where are you located again? I'm in Texas. Or are you all the way down south? I'm in New I, York. I don't care. You still be friend. <laughs> Not like that. I'm just somebody. Like, <laughs> No, I know what you mean. It's always yeah. good to have people. I have friends all over the world. You know what I'm saying? No, right. I get it. I get it. You got fans and you got friends. I understand. Most people on Instagram follows, but they're more fans. Some people. Right. Unless you personally know you. them. You know what I'm saying? It's different. A lot of people follow people on Instagram. Most of them fans. Mm-hmm. You got some friends. I hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, Amar, thank <coughs> you. This was a really great yeah. interview. I appreciate it. I really, really do. And thank you as well. And I'm going to end this interview. And that's another thing I want to talk to you about. So don't hang up just yet. Okay. All right. All right. right, Bye, everyone. All right. Bye.